0: Amen. Let's welcome Ed Dell from Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you, Brother Ed. Thank you, John. Awesome. Appreciate it. Honored to be back with you again. Are you guys ready? All right. Uh, You're with a crazy American today, okay? I don't have a gun. It's okay. I don't have a gun. Uh, But I do have swords, all right? I've got two swords here, all right? So you knew I wasn't going to come without a weapon, all right? Uh, so let's stand up for a second, okay? Let's just get used to each other here, and uh, uh, this is going to be uh, a. a re- I'm going to take. We're going to take you the how do you say it? The Holy Spirit's going to take us into the space we've never occupied before in the next few minutes, okay? So so hang on. We've got Buenos Aires in here. We've got good air. That <sighs> I means Spanish. That means good air, baby. So we have clear error, and uh, we aren't after information today. We're after revelation. So we can have. I mean, how does revelation comes by illumination? You see, uh, information leads to revelation, but came through uh, illumination, which creates transformation, which require a little perspiration, <laughs> and imagination. I don't know whatever, but. Uh, turn the person next to you if you would and just uh, look at them right in the eyes and you got to repeat after me very do it very enthusiastically and loudly say neighbor come on come on come on neighbor you may not know it Neigh-ba. but you are standing by, standing by the next millionaire okay <laughs> yeah. somebody somebody do that one all right I, you know Africa always likes that one, okay? My first time here was 1981. 1981, there were still dinosaurs here. I think they were in church. Okay. No, no, she says not. Not so, not so. All right. I was just kidding there. Um, I've I, I been here to the land of Laka. I call this the land of Laka. Lacca) You gotta go la, okay. You guys it's so funny when you're speaking Afrikaans. To me, it's like a dog listening to its master, you know. Like the dog is like la 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 Fido, la la la. la, To me it's like la 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 la, la la la. Ah, ah, okay, here I come, here I come. All right. So we're gonna have some fun this morning. Turn to the person next to you, come on, go say Naba. You must be an absolutely wonderful person. Because this morning, this morning God, has God has chosen you to sit next to me. Okay. I don't like that. Nothing wrong with that. Woo. Now say this one Naboth, when the Lord, you, the Lord made you, he looked at you and said, I'll never do that again. You're special, you're unique, you're awesome, you're are you with me. I like that. Now say neighbor. There's a little bit of crazy in you. Tell them that, okay? There's a little oh, I I now now your response. This is your response. Say Neighbor. I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm exotic. Neigh-ba. I like that. Woo! I like it. exotic. All right.
1: Now say neighbor,
0: neighbor, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. Okay. <laughs> I know something like that, you know. <laughs> You know, they have all I was kidding the first church, you know, they have all those tribes, you know, with the Levites, the Hittites, the Gergeshites, the Mosquito Bites and Termites. And, you know, they have all those kinds of I, you know what tribe I'm from? I'm from the tribe of favorites. Right. I'm, a, I'm a Favorite, all right? Let's finish up with one more. Say Naba, Naba I love you. I love you. You're, you're, perfect. you're perfect. Now change. Okay. <laughs> You may be seated, everyone. <laughs> wow. Now, as I said today, really, and I really mean this, I'd like to start off with just a short story, and then I'm going to show you an uh, amazing ma- uh, message. It's it's applicable. I'm not in that so much an academic. I've got my doctorate and all that, my earned doctorate, not the 550 rand doctorate. Okay, but... But uh, I, I've, I've got one of those, you know. But I'm not so much an academic as a pracademic. Okay, I'm a practical academic. So we're going to take a look. We're going to walk you through space here with Jesus and, uh, in an area that we all kind of know about this. I would say we know it, but we don't know it. We see it, but we don't see it. We hear it, but we don't. Remember that story? Remember that story in the Bible about. Where, where Jesus comes up the blind man and Jesus prays for him. I think that's the time he spit on him. You know, isn't that right? Here, I'll demonstrate that for you. Never saw. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, incidentally, why did Jesus spit on that person? God told him to. Hello. Jesus never did anything unless the Father told him. So, so that made, Jesus prays to the man, and he says, what do you see? And he says, I see men, for I'm seeing them like trees. You see, he's, he was much better than he was, but he didn't have a clear picture because men don't have limbs growing out of the top of their head or bark for skin. So he's seen enough to be dangerous. And I think many times in the church, I've been a pastor. I've been pastor since 1979. You know, been a businessman before that, so forth. So, so I've been in both worlds. And uh, I think many times people see things, you know, it's not our fault, John, we're up here, we're sharing, but you, we see it, but we see it partially. It's, 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 like, it's like we see that we, we've, we've touched the trunk of the elephant, but we don't see the rest of the elephant. So we describe the elephant by what we see, and we don't have a clear picture, we have an incomplete picture. And Jesus didn't want a dissatisfied customer. So Jesus prayed for him again. And the Bible says, and then he began to see everything clearly. He sang that song, I can see clearly now the Lord (laughs) has (sighs) come. Do it, do it. I'm sorry, it's my age. I'm liable to pop out with any song at any moment from my era, which is dangerous in here. (laughs) All right. But you know, it's really interesting. He began to see clearly, he saw it clearly. And really that, see, he moved from cognition to recognition. He moved from what to why. He moved from knowledge to understanding. He got a aha. And now he could see clearly so he could make intelligent decisions based upon a clear picture of God's word, not just a partial picture. Hello? So, guys, I am so excited about John is telling me about the series that you're doing in God's Word this year. And I didn't even know that. I was still telling John, I didn't even know you are doing this. But I came prepared with a, a message about the Word. Imagine that. <laughs> Today, we're going to let the Word speak to us a word. All right? We're going to get a rhema on rhema. Now, watch this. Let me just show you this here. If you would, bring up the first image, please. And I call this message, How Jesus Managed Toxic Temptations and Precarious Predicaments. There's a, there's a name for you. Toxic temptation and precarious. Precarious means very, 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 very dangerous predicaments. All right? Toxic means lethal. So lethal temptations and precarious predicaments. And we're going to talk about, guys, today, the best sight is insight. So I'm going to insight you to get insight. Okay? Look at this. How Jesus managed toxic temptations precarious predicaments. And we're going to go how Jesus walks through the temptation in the wilderness. He walks through this whole thing, and God is seeing whether he can be led by the Spirit. It's a test. You see, because he can't be led by the Spirit in the wilderness, he'll never be led by the Spirit in the whole rest of his ministry. See, God was getting him ready for what he had ready for it was a time of preparation. It was a time to see whether he could be led. So let's take a look at this. Oh, and by the way, before we change slides, anybody ever here ever been into a, been in a toxic temptation? Raise your hand. Oh, come on, be real. Everybody, are. if you haven't been tempted, you aren't alive. <laughs> so if you didn't raise your hand, you're... No, never mind, okay. <laughs> see, now, any, any, you, know, you know how those temptations work and so forth, you know? And, uh, or was it just my imagination? Okay, never mind. Um, the second one is, anybody here ever been in a precarious predicament? All right. So, so this is relevant to us, isn't it? I mean, this, this is everyday stuff that we can apply that will lead you from the outhouse to the penthouse. It'll turn your mess into a message. It'll move you from P-O-O-R, passing over opportunities repeatedly to R-I-C-H, and radiant, inspired, competent, and healthy. Notice I didn't say rich there. I didn't say rich. I said radiant, inspired, competent, and healthy. Let's take a look at this, guys. Here we go. I like this. Let's look at this first one. I was in Francia here in April, and I had to take a picture of this this picture I had. And, And here it is. I like this. Uh, look at this lady, she's so smart. Come in and try the worst coffee one woman on TripAdvisor had in her life. <sighs> uh, I I thought that was so good. I mean, that's what I call turning your trial into a smile. Are you? I looked in that place, and that place was packed with everybody wanting to taste the worst coffee one person ever had in her life. What an opportunity. Hello? I like that. She moved from why me to what's next. I like that. Look at this next one, please. Let me show you this one. Um, look at this. I think this is the story of us. Here's a roller coaster going down the hill. God, I have a plan for your life. Notice the Holy Spirit, notice you. Has anybody ever been that little kid here? Raise your hand. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So I have a plan for your life. Next one, please. So that's here we go, guys. Now, in order to do this, we have to understand. Now, we're going through a series, 206. We got, we got, we're going through the word in the New Testament, all right? But as we approach this, I want you to know that there's two words for word in the Bible, and it's important that we know this. And so, this is actually strategic for your this next season here in this church's church's life. I didn't even know it. I just happened to show up. Are you with me? I'm just a thin man trying to get to heaven, baby. Okay, wait. My wife says I can't say that too much anymore. But that's now. Look at this, guys. Here's the two words: the two swords of the Lord. For the word logos is living and active and sharper than any two-edged what Sword. sword. This type of sword, and the two-edged reference in the Hebrew means, here's what it means in the, in the Hebrew, two mouths. The mouth of God speaking through the mouth of man, if he can hear first and speak second. And it's this sword is, uh, this sword right here's the logos. Now look at this, every believer has two swords. So here's the logos. We'll explain what that means in a second. Look, it even lights up, man. <laughs> this, this is... I think I bought this at Mr. Price. I don't know whatever, <laughs> but isn't that that's pretty nice? Okay, but look at this guy. So, so here we have, and actually, this word for sword is makaira. It's a makaira sword. It means it's sharp and it's swift, just kind of like this sword. I I generally have bigger swords to illustrate it, but I forgot them on the way out of, to the airport, and so I have these makaira swords here. But this is actually, this sword is sharp. It's it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's precise. It's quick. It's fast. You get cut, and you don't even know it. Hello? It pierces between the edge and, you know, all those sharpened living act and so forth. And, guys, so we have one sword, and I'll explain what the logos means. And then we have another sword. This is the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. Everybody say rhema. Rhema, all right. Now, rhema is used 70 times in the New Testament. It's a significant word. And it's based, actually, I wrote a book on it, and I've encouraged you to get this book. It's 160 rand. I'll be out there to sign those. Uh, If I sign the book, you get the anointing. All right. (laughs) But uh, uh, this book is out there, and it's a whole study on clarifying rhema, redefining rhema from people see this, but they see it like a tree. People see logos, but they see it like a tree. And both today, we're going to move it from a tree to seeing it clearly for you, okay? Now, I kind of like that, This is because this is absolutely strategic in what we're doing. So, here, so we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the reign of God, 70 times in the New Testament. Next one, please. Let's do a little definition, then we'll go right into this. Logos is the entire mind and word of God as revealed in the God-breathed, God-inspired Holy Bible. Logos is what God has said or has spoken in the past. Logos is it is written. In other words, it's the Bible, and God's already spoken. It's already said it's in this Bible. It's there for us. Um, We are created by God. We're made in the image of God. If you are created, then you need an owner's manual. The Logos is your owner's manual. You come... I like that. Turn the person next to you and say, I came with the owner's manual, baby. Okay. Right. So you better read it to know how I work best, baby. Right. Are you with me? And let's just what God thinks about things. It's what it's 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 what God's revealing and what he thinks and what it's everything that we need to know to work from. But Rhema is a whole different, uh, how do you say it? Whole different type of thing. While logos is what God has said or has spoken. Rhema is God speaking to us presently in our current situation. It's the word speaking to your word producing abundant life, not abundant strife. You have abundant strife when your words are creating your world. When God's worlds are creating his world, you're going to be okay. Doesn't mean tough times won't come, but it means that we aren't adding to it. All right, look at this. While logos, what God has said, rhema is God speaking to us presently in our current situation. It's the word speaking to your word. Rhema is biblically correct. I love this idea. Rhema is biblically correct and spiritually accurate. It's God speaking to you presently. I'll show you what I mean. Next image, please. Rhema is Holy Spirit illumination of logos for your present situation. My present situation or the present situation. Logos is God's general wisdom concerning marriage. Rhema is marry Becky. That's my wife. Okay, all right. There is no such verse as thou shall marry Becky in the Bible. If that was in there, everybody would be marrying Becky and I would be upset. All right. 34 years with the brunette. She's got the brunette anointing. All right. Logos, that John. See, rhema who to marry, what decision to make, what business to buy. It's God speaking to you presently, giving you clarity, guidance, direction, wisdom, accent. It's God. Spe- you believe that God still speaks you that way today? See, see, see it will always be biblically correct. It will come from logos. It will always come from logos. But then it's also a specific word here, specific situation saying, buy this business, sell this asset. Move to this place. Go to this school. Get this degree. And both of those guys are just as valid. It's very interesting. Now watch this. Rhema can be when you get an aha in the Bible. You guys know all of a sudden you're reading this truth. And you've read it 30 times. And it's truth. Truth, 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 truth. And all of a sudden you read it the 31st time. And here it comes. Aha! It's not... It's God saying, there's the truth. Let there be light. Huh? See, look, look at this, guys. See, is a faith-infused utterance from God, speaking presently. Psalm 43. Now, here's the thing. O Lord, send out thy light and thy what? Truth. Let them lead me to your holy mountain. So what you want is truth and then what? Light. And you're going to go right up the mountain of God. You aren't get up there with just truth only. Hello. Now it's this is important. See, let me just do a quick thing here, real quick. Oh, are you enjoying this? In the beginning, all there was was darkness. But the Logos was there. In the beginning, right, John? Logos was there. Everything everything that created the universe, all the material, the material for their chairs, you, all, all of that stuff was all there, but nobody could see it because it was incomplete. What? So, so here's the Logos, the Trinity, everybody. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's ruach is just up here going. <laughs> the wind of God, the, Ru- the Holy Spirit's just up here hoovering, quivering, just waiting for something to do. But notice, he's not doing anything until he hears something. See, the first thing you learn about God is that he speaks. And all of a sudden, what was in, mind came, in God's mind came out of his mouth, and he said, let there be. And you with the Holy Spirit? The second he heard that, he obeyed. <laughs> God created light. Why didn't God say, let there be truth in life? Because the logos was already there. Why did God create light? Because sight needs light. Hello? You can't have sight without light. And what was concealed became revealed. It turned from just darkness to ah, ah. See, truth and light. That's, that's a powerful principle. Faith infused. Okay, so here we go. Next one, please. Now, let's walk this. Now, how does this work? I've given you some framework here. Let's, let's take it in with this framework that we have. Jesus' lesson for us on how to deal with a real-life predicament. And Jesus, this is the temptation here, this is is Matthew 4, Jesus, full, everybody say full. Full of the Holy Spirit was what? Led by the Spirit. When you're full, see, the first thing is to be full of the Spirit. The second thing is God's going to teach you how to be led by the Spirit. And that is, to be led by the Spirit, you to have to be biblically correct and spiritually accurate. It's a pretty profound thing. Now, look at this. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit. Watch where the Holy Spirit took him to. I'll bet you he was like that little kid. Led him right into the wilderness. I don't know about you, but I'd be binding and loosing that. And That's not the devil. That's not God. That's the devil. I bind you. I loose you. You're under my feet, under my feet. (laughs) Hello? No, 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 no. Listen to me. When God takes you into the wilderness, it's a great thing. You know why? Because whenever you're in the wilderness, it's because God wants to talk to you. Hello? Israelites, what did God do? Talk to the Israelites out there in that wilderness. Talk to Paul. 13 years preaching to the lizards in Arabia. God was talking to him. Had marvelous revelations. Jesus, God wanted to talk to Jesus, to train him how to be led by Spirit. You see, at this point, he's the son of man. He hasn't even started his ministry. The spirit came down upon him. And, you know, all the John the Baptist, this is my beloved son. But God says, now, you've limited yourself to man. So that means Jesus limited himself to not doing anything unless the Lord said to do it first. Either with his logos or his So he's not going to do anything unless the Father tells him, because he's the Son of Man. Hello? Now, if you notice, it's one thing. There's a lot of... Let me say it this way. There's a great difference between believing in Jesus and believing Jesus. Hello? He's going to move from believing in Jesus to... Are we going to believe Jesus rather than believing in Jesus? Watch this. Full of the Holy Spirit, so he takes him in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Because he's going to want to help him show you how I can get you out of these messes that the devil will create. And after he had 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. Next one, please. Here's the first temptation. Now, please understand, guys, these are the trinity of temptations. This is the ace of spades, ace of hearts, and ace of diamonds. This is the three big temptations. The top of the list for the devil to use on people and at this point he's the son of man hello so this is this is the big these are the big ones you're going to go through these you got to know how to handle these the first temptation an attack on jesus's what identity devil's going to come after your you t- look at this and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God. What do you mean, if you are the son of God? Is he the Son of God? But you know what the devil's gonna try and do to Jesus? Trying to get him to doubt who he is. You know what the devil's gonna do to you? Gonna get you to try and get you to doubt who you are. If you were a Christian, you'd never do this. If you were a good husband, you'd never do this. If you were a good wife, you're never, if you were a good employee, if you hello? He's always asking if. If, 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 if. Are you with me? And look at, look at this. Look what he asked. If you're the son of God, I want you to show me a miracle. Because if you're a man of God, you'll do a miracle. Hello? Just show off for me. Turn these stones into bread. Now, could he have turned those stones into bread? Absolutely. That's true. I mean, this, just picture Jesus here. Now, here's the devil. And he just says something that's true. Be careful if the devil tells you the truth. Because he's the father of, okay, I'm just, just, so that should be a warning right away if he's giving you a true statement, okay? I mean, are you with me? So here he is. I mean, I could do this miracle. I could do this miracle. I could show off. I could be like most Pentecostal charismatic people. I could just say, okay, I'm going to show you a miracle. I just got to prove my power. I got to prove my power. Jesus didn't do anything. the question is isn't is if you can do a miracle the question is did god tell you to do a miracle <sighs> let the holy spirit lead you not your gift lead you Amen. hello Come on, wait, wait. So, so so all of a sudden he just waits he just he just waits a, just waits. command these how many times was he going to be asked that question later on in his ministry god was preparing him now if he couldn't get through this at this juncture do a miracle for us show off then he wasn't going to do it later on when it really counted hello so we just wait ah there's truth there i could i could i could do that i could do that the question is did god tell me to do it and all of a sudden here it comes There's logos, but I don't don't have any faith to do that. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing a rhema from God. So I know that it's not there because I don't have the faith to do that. Many times you guys start wondering, well, I don't have the faith to do that miracle. Well, there's a reason why. Because God didn't say to do it. Faith cometh by hearing a rhema from God. So we just waited. I don't have faith to do that. There's no light with that. All of a sudden he just waited. I like this. I, I have the foolproof way to hear from God a hundred percent of the time. Shut up. And <laughs> that's the way a prophet would say it. Okay. Let me say it the way a pastor would say. Listen. Uh, all right. Listen, I mean it's just. And he just listened. He, he said, okay, I see that. And all of a sudden, here it came. Here came God's answer. And God spoke to him. And he shows him a principle that he was going to have to live by his whole ministry. Here it is. But he answered and said to him, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every rhema, every faith-infused utterance from God speaking present to us that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he waited and he just goes. You see, guys, you don't live on logos. You live on logos and at critical junctions in your life, God will always say, let there be You got the truth. Let there be light. You know, I was a singles pastor. I had 550 singles in my singles department. I was a single, singles pastor. And, and I kept telling God, God is great. This is great. I love pastoring this group. All I need is one. <laughs> Out of 550, all I needed was one. And then I looked at all those wonderful girls, you know, but they were somebody else's girls. <laughs> Are you with me? Hello. You know? Hello. If the door doesn't open, it's probably because it's somebody else's door. <laughs> Are you with me? I said, that's God said, don't you touch that person. That, that's somebody else's girl. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'll get you. The devil's take her, take her, take her. Truth, truth. I could marry her. Truth. I mean, uh. No, God said, then, then came Becky, and that was like, whoo. And I said, dude, I found Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nemo. It's Nemo. <laughs> I was lost, but now I'm found, you know. (laughs) God, this is so powerful. See, if he couldn't pass this show off because you're the son of man, just show off to me. Everybody's asking for a sign. But you only do a miracle if God says to do a miracle. Or otherwise. See, God's words create God's world. Your words create your world. If you're speaking your words in the name of God, good luck. <laughs> Hello? You'll be half the never mind. Ooh, it almost I won't, I, oh oh <laughs> those words started to come out and I grabbed them and pulled them back in real quick. Okay, I'm so happy about that. But look at this, guys. This is powerful. So this one is attacking your identity. Let's take a look at identity, some identity issues. All right, next one, please. Watch this, guys. I want to say a few things about your identity. It's important to you people here and to me. The temptation was to let hunger lead him, not what? The the temptation was to let somebody else sing. You're not the son of God. If you don't miracle, you have to prove it to me. You aren't anointed. Hello? Not God. Uh, I like that, the temptation. So listen. You don't know who you are. These are identity things. You don't know who you are until you know what? Whose you are. Running from your identity is a race you can never win. The two greatest days in your life were the day you were born, the day you found out why. Hello? You know what I call that? That's your IP address, identity purpose. That's your IP address. Okay. Look at this. The best this world can you get, get is you being you with God all over you. I like this. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Next one, please. Wow. See, this is powerful. There are only three opinions in life that matter. What God thinks of you, what you think of God after knowing what God thinks of you, and what you think of you after knowing what God thinks of you. <laughs> what others think about you is none of your business. All of us could learn a lesson from the weather. It pays no attention to criticism. Okay, come on. (laughs) Look at this, look at this. You had a purpose before others had an opinion. Whoever and whatever is trying to bring you down destructively is already below you. I like this one. When you find out how much you are worth, you will stop giving discounts. (laughs) I I, I really like this one. Know your worth, then add V-A-T. Come on next one please Wow. if I am says I am then I am like that I like that you were worth dying for Jesus the tempter knows your name but calls you by your sin Jesus knows your sin but calls you by your name Here's the whole Christian experience in three short sentences. Royalty, that's your identity. Royal is my identity. Servanthood is my assignment. Intimacy with God is my source. Wow. Life was much simpler when Apple and Blackberry were just fruits, guys. Say, <laughs> this, this gets complex, you know. Next one, please. Here you go. What's the takeaway? Someone will always be prettier. Someone will always be smarter. Somebody will always be younger, but they will never be you. You are flossum, baby, flossum. Come on. I'd like, what's flossum? You're flossum, all right? A person who knows their flaws but knows they're also awesome. Flossum. Aha. Come on, come on, come on. Ah Aha. Everybody go like this. Come on. One, two, three. Ah Aha. Turn the person next to you, hit their head, and go, "Ah aha. Next one, please. Come on. Karma, you get what you deserve. Christianity, Jesus got what you deserve. Hello. Next one, please. Let's look at the second one. This, now, this is powerful. This, this is really powerful. It's attack on your commitment and my commitment and Jesus' commitment to God. And keeping his word. He knows all Christians. Oh, I want to, we want to keep the word. I want to do what God says. I want to read the in the Bible. We ought to do the Bible. Now, watch, watch, watch. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, there it is again, tack on his identity. Here you go. Show me another sign of wonder. Because here's a Bible verse. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Throw yourself off for it is written. Here it is in the right here in the Bible. Open the Bible. It's in the Bible. In the Bible. You know you're supposed to do stuff that's in the Bible. Do the Bible. It's in the Bible. Okay? He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. It's in the Bible. You can just <laughs> jump off. I mean, show off it. Just jump off. Just jump off. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. Hello? I, I, I hear truth. I hear truth. But he had no faith. Jump off the bus. Why? Faith comes by hearing a rainbow. There was truth, but there was no light. It was true. But is, this, is every verse true for every occasion in the Bible? Not so. One occasion, feed the poor. Here's one verse that says feed the poor in Acts. Here's another verse that says, don't feed the poor. They aren't working. Which one is it? You know which one? It won't be logos, because they're both in there. You gotta know which one is the right one for the appropriate people at the appropriate time and the appropriate situation. Are you with me? Dude, So so, Here it is. Jesus just waits because he is a listener. God's raising up. I'm telling you intercessors here, I want you to know the whole. This is prophetic word. This is this is worth the price of admission this morning. This is you getting your ties worth with this prophetic word. God's changing intercessors. He's moving them from declarers to listeners. Listen. God's raising up an army of listeners who hear first, and what they're listening for is what to pray. In this situation. Not some canned prayer. You heard some guy on TV say 20 years ago. Hello? That was for then. This is for now. So all of a sudden, here it comes. Guys, boom. (sighs) Look at this. In this occasion, here's the right answer, the devil. And Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it's also written. See, he's being led by the Spirit. God's telling him what to say. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Andrew this is so profound now watch this watch this this is the angel thing this has to do with angels and what he's doing is you know I know we all we just sang about angels here but watch this if he can't test pass this test on angels rescuing him now he wasn't going to pass it when he that thought that momentary thought came to his mind right before in the garden of Gethsemane I could call 10,000, I could call 10 legions of angels. Hello? If if he didn't pass it then, get past the angel thing, he wasn't going to get it later. And you know what he said? Not my will, but God. You know why he didn't call 10,000 legions? Because God didn't tell him to. Did the Holy Spirit tell you? Hello? This is important, guys. This is important. Uh, Jesus lived by this, and he passed the test because he only did what the Father said. God will give you, Rhema, important important intersections of your life when and where required, if you're listening. If you listen and nothing comes, then go by the logos. It's okay. But God, when it's important and strategic, guess what? Boom! Wait for truth with light. That's what Jesus did. See, he's an example. He's a forerunner. That means he's the first of many other runners. Hello? So this test, we'll just see how he would handle. Angels could rescue him then. Devil knew it. So he came back with the same test later on because he had that planned all along. Right before the cross, I'm going to have him call in. 10,000 angels are going to rescue him and it'll be his will rather than God's will. But he passed the test here, so he could pass the bigger test there. Turn to the person next to you and say he's talking to you. You better listen to him, okay? <laughs> next one, please. Let's just finish here r- real quick. Th- the level we'll do a summary. In Psalm 90 wasn't what. No, Psalm 91 wasn't a verse for everyone for all time all the time. Wrong verse, wrong time, wrong people. That was for the Psalm 91 people, but Jesus was for this situation what all we have all these plaques he shall give his angels charge over you and all that type of stuff you know and what if jesus would have went by that plaque on your wall we wouldn't been here because jesus was the last adam he's the, not the third at second adam or third adam he's the last adam this is god's last ditch effort at bringing this thing and teaching us how to do that he's the for, he's the forerunner we're the rest of the runners we follow and do what he did <laughs> hello Next one, please. Oh, I just like that. Wait, wait, let's go back there for just a second here. I just want to finish that up. What if Jesus went by this? This whole exchange was to move Jesus from faith or hearing God to presumption or hearing the tempter. The devil has truth decay, truth with no light, all right? How does this apply to us? Did the Holy Spirit tell you to do that? Next one, please. Let me finish here. I'm running just a little tad late here. I want to move. The third temptation the tempter challenges Jesus' human need for significance and adulation. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Now, could he have given those to him? Absolutely. Where did he get them? From Adam. Adam was the God of the world. Then he sinned. And then Satan became the God of this world, the tempter. So he could have given all those to Jesus. Notice what he's tempting him with. Jesus, you can be the next American idol. Simon Cowell will even like you. (laughs) And that's hard to do. No, 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 no. See, 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 you can be the... uh, He could have done it, but what did Jesus do? Something's wrong. I don't have any faith for that. See, see, this is the word of God. This is the God of the word. This is truth. This is truth with light. And all of a sudden, I'm not falling for that, you know, type of thing. See, the devil... Wanted to be the next American. He, he wanted to be the pastor of the church in heaven. He was the worship leader, and he wanted to be the pastor. Are you with me? And so he was kicked out of the church. The problem was he took a third of the congregation with him. <laughs> demons, demons, demons. Okay, demons. But look at this. He just waits, guys. Boom. And then here comes God's answer. The